for Thursday, March 18th, 2021. This is Did You Wash Your Hands? We're a podcast from WABE answering the questions everyone's asking during the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm health reporter Sam Whitehead. Today, we don't know everything about how safe and effective COVID-19 vaccines might be for pregnant people, but what we do know looks promising. For pregnant persons who are trying to make a decision right now, we're starting to have a lot of reassuring data about the safety of COVID-19 vaccines. Dr. Sonia Rasmussen, a professor of pediatrics and epidemiology with the University of Florida College of Medicine, joins me to discuss pregnancy and COVID-19 vaccines. That's next. Pregnant persons are at higher risk for severe outcomes from a coronavirus infection, but we're still learning about how they could be helped by COVID-19 vaccines. There is some promising news, though, says Dr. Sonia Rasmussen with the University of Florida College of Medicine. She's with me now for more. Dr. Rasmussen, thanks for talking with me. You're welcome. Just maybe to start, Dr. Rasmussen, lay out for me what we know about COVID-19 vaccines and pregnant persons. I know We have a number of different vaccines authorized here in the U.S. There are even more authorized around the world. Just to start, maybe kind of lay out the landscape. Yes, pregnant persons were excluded from the clinical trials of the COVID-19 vaccines, and that's often the case for medications and vaccines. However, we have many years of experiences with other types of vaccines during pregnancy. For example, the influenza vaccine, Tdap vaccines. In fact, those vaccines are recommended for all pregnant women because they can protect the infant during the first few months of life from developing influenza or pertussis because of those antibodies that can pass from the mom to the baby. We don't know yet about COVID-19 vaccines during pregnancy, whether they'll protect that newborn baby, but some early studies actually suggest that that might be the case. So vaccines, we have a lot of experience for for vaccines during pregnancy, and the uh, guide is, will the benefit of the vaccine outweigh the potential risk? And when you compare pregnant persons to non-pregnant women of reproductive age, pregnant persons do get more sick. Because of that, if a person has the potential to be exposed to COVID-19, and that's the case for most of us right now, uh, it's pretty hard to avoid COVID-19 unless you're going to pretty much stay at home, then the benefit of the vaccine is likely to outweigh that risk. Are there efforts afoot to test some of these vaccines authorized here in the U.S. in pregnant persons? I'm thinking about the shots from Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, Pfizer. Are clinical trials looking specifically at that population underway? Yes. So some of the companies are starting those clinical trials. The other good news is that early on, healthcare providers were offered the vaccine. A lot of pregnant persons are healthcare providers. And so we already have a lot of experience with COVID-19 vaccines during pregnancy. So in early March, CDC presented data at a national meeting on their safety studies so far. At that point, they already had information on more than 30,000 pregnant persons who had registered for their V-Safe program. And they reviewed data on the side effects. The side effects were pretty similar to the general population. 
And on adverse events, was there an increased risk of adverse events like miscarriage or birth defects or other sorts of findings? No concerns for safety were seen. So I think ideally we'd like to have that clinical trial data, but for pregnant persons who are trying to make a decision right now, I think we're starting to have a lot of reassuring data about the safety of COVID-19 vaccines. Talk to me about some of the physiology uh, that comes into play when it comes to vaccinations and pregnancy. I mean, how could getting vaccinated as a pregnant person affect the fetus? Are there any considerations for the for the individual who's pregnant's health? Talk to me a little about that. Well, the three vaccines that are currently available, they're all providing a message. So they're not providing a live virus like some of the old vaccines that we think of, like the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, that's a live vaccine. And so there's a theoretical risk with that kind of vaccine that with a pregnant person, that virus could pass across the placenta and affect the fetus. That isn't the case with these vaccines. These vaccines are really a message. It's a genetic message, either RNA or DNA, that are going into the cells to make uh, a spike protein, which then uh, the immune system responds quickly. And uh, then the next time that you see COVID-19, your body says, gosh, I've seen this before. I know how to, how to attack this. I already have antibodies ready. I already have T cells ready to attack it. So that's the good news. We really have always worries about live vaccines during pregnancy, but this is not a live vaccine. And that's why you hear people say you can't get COVID-19 from these vaccines. That's true because it's not a live virus, but that also makes it reassuring, more reassuring for pregnant women. With this particular kind of vaccine technology that delivers part of, you know, a virus's genetic code, how extensively have these been tested in pregnant persons, if at all? You know, as I said, there's already been 30,000 women that have been vaccinated through in the United States, or actually more than that, but that have have registered for the V-Safe program, so there's safety data. There are some data on some of these vaccines from other trials that were done and other vaccinations that were done. The information is somewhat limited since these are mostly newer technologies to make it all the way to the end of the vaccine authorization process. As you know, these are technologies that had been worked on for many years. 10 to 20 years we've been working on these new vaccine technologies, but just recently they made it to the finish line to uh, for authorization for FDA. And, you know, I think people here genetic. They hear words like RNA, DNA, and I think rightfully that makes them a little nervous because they might not know specifically what those terms mean. And if you think about a developing child, you think, I don't want anything in my body with something else's DNA, dispels some concerns of of a listener who might hear those terms and think, geez, this is not something I want to expose my child to. What we do know about these vaccines is that they aren't integrating into your DNA. They are something that's just a message that your body uses to make that spike protein, and then they disappear. So they never make it to the fetus. They never make it to the place where they're crossing the placenta and getting into the fetus. 
There hasn't been a ton of study on the effects of COVID-19 on pregnant persons, uh, but the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta has come out and said that they are at higher risk. What do you make of, of what we actually know about how coronavirus infection um, affects pregnant individuals? And what else do you think we need to know about how this disease works in this population? Yeah, there was a very uh, nice and very large study published by CDC a few months ago, and it compared pregnant persons to non-pregnant women of reproductive age. What it showed is that pregnant persons were more likely to need to be admitted to an intensive care unit to require invasive ventilation, so having a tube to breathe for them and have a machine breathe for them so they were very sick, to need ECMO, and ECMO is kind of a heart-lung machine for when your lungs are really damaged, and to die than uh, women of the same age. So it showed with the best data we have so far that pregnant persons are at increased risk. One of the things we don't know very well is what the effects on the fetus are. So especially given that we just had an outbreak with Zika a few years ago, an epidemic with Zika, uh, we worry about, well, can that virus cross the placenta and cause damage to the fetus? And based on the information we have so far, it doesn't appear that that occurs. That appears to be rare. You know, when you ask, what else do we need to know? As a person that's really trained as a pediatrician, a lot of my work has been on pregnancy, but I'm trained as a pediatrician and you know, one of my top priorities to make sure babies are healthy, it would be good to know more about the effects on the baby when mom gets infected with SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID during pregnancy. This is Did You Wash Your Hands? I'm Sam Whitehead talking today with Dr. Sonia Rasmussen from the University of Florida College of Medicine. We're talking about what we know about COVID-19 vaccines and pregnancy. What is it about pregnancy that puts these individuals at higher risk? That's a great question. So we know that other viral illnesses pregnant women can have a more tough time with. And we probably most people remember during H1N1, the pregnant women were more severely affected with H1N1 too. We know some of it is associated with the changes that your immune system, when a person gets pregnant, their immune system has to change to tolerate that fetus. So the fetus has antigens from the dad on it. So it's sort of like having a transplant, an organ transplant. Suddenly you have this foreign body inside the, the pregnant person and the immune system needs to adapt or otherwise the woman can miscarry. So there's changes in the immune system, but then there's also other changes that occur in the cardiovascular system your heart rate goes up, your stroke volume goes up, and there's changes in the respiratory syndrome. And you can imagine, especially when pregnant persons get pretty far along in their pregnancy, that it's hard to take a deep breath. You see women that are very far along in, in pregnancy, and you can imagine if, they're, uh, if they get COVID at that time and are breathing fast, that it's hard to get uh, good oxygenation at that time because of the uh, fetus pushing up against the diaphragm. We've seen over the course of the pandemic, certain populations bear an oversized burden. Uh, we're talking about the effects of COVID-19 on pregnant persons, 
Uh, we've also seen communities of color um, have been disproportionately affected by COVID-19. That makes me wonder about the issue of maternal mortality, where we have also seen here in Georgia and across the country, persons of color who are pregnant uh, more likely to suffer severe outcomes of that pregnancy. So is this just an, you know adding on to something that we're already seeing, another risk factor for, for individuals who are pregnant when we think about mortality? Yes, I think that's one of the real tragedies about this pandemic is that it's made some of these health disparities that, of course, we've seen for years, we've seen the gap even widen. And, of course, that's a major concern. I think that's one of the things that I hope we will be sure that we're getting the messages out to persons of color about the vaccine and about the safety of the vaccine in ways that they feel comfortable in getting it, including pregnant persons. So as a provider, um, what what kind of guidance would you give a pregnant person who came to you seeking a, a COVID-19 vaccine? And, and what what is kind of the general sense among providers about how pregnant individuals should approach this? Yes, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, ACOG, and the Society for Maternal Field Medicine, SMFM, and those are all experts who their major focus is on healthy pregnancies and healthy babies. They both have emphasized the importance of pregnant persons being able to choose to get the vaccine. And they both have information on their websites as well as there's information on the CDC website. They both recommend that pregnant persons have a discussion with their healthcare provider if they uh, would like help in, in thinking through their risks and benefits of the vaccine. Although that shouldn't be required, I think it's important to note that all of those groups, uh, CDC, ACOG, and SMFM, have said that pregnant persons shouldn't have to have a note from their doctor. But a discussion with their healthcare provider may be helpful to think through those benefits. Are they able to prevent getting COVID-19 right now? Do they have children that might be coming home from school that could be bringing it home? Are they in a position that they where they're working in a place where they're exposed to persons with COVID-19? Uh, certainly, we know the vaccine is uh, much better than getting COVID-19 itself because we know those risks of COVID-19 to the mom. A person's exposure in the world seems like a factor that a pregnant person might want to consider talking to their doctor about when thinking about vaccination. Um, I'm also wondering about kind of isolation um, that pregnant individuals might experience if they say choose not to get vaccinated, but then essentially wall themselves off from the world and any kind of exposure. How would you maybe balance those two, the kind of getting a COVID vaccine and say, being able to see family and friends during this very important life stage versus not getting a vaccine um, and maybe taking a more, you know, let's, let's not see anybody for a period of time kind of approach. Yeah, I think that's part of the benefit risk analysis. I think that pregnant persons need to consider that our mental health is important too. And, and, some people are actually are enjoying this time of isolation. They, they like being more uh, by themselves. Some are very introverted. But a lot of people really need other people. They need to be around other people. And um, I think that needs to be part of the risk-benefit analysis. It's not all about your physical health. It's all about, also about your mental health. Your mental health actually affects your pregnancy. And there's even some data that suggests uh, mental health can affect 
the health of the fetus. So I think it's that's an important part of that benefit-risk analysis that women need to think about. We've also seen some news in recent weeks um, about U.S. birth rates uh, falling uh, during the pandemic. And, and that gets me thinking about the way that people are approaching pregnancy during this time of great uncertainty, during this time of great uncertainty about health. Is that a sign that we need to be paying more attention to this issue, communicating more to pregnant persons about vaccination, doing more research on the effects of COVID-19 on pregnant individuals? I think you're absolutely right. I think this is really an important thing that we can't forget all these other effects that the pandemic is having. The pandemic is having so many more effects than just uh pneumonia or the respiratory effects or the long COVID that we hear about. There are effects on people getting other types of health care, people getting other vaccines, kids getting other vaccines, and the effects on um, people's uh, mental health and their planning for their future and including planning future pregnancies. So I think this is something that it's really important that we continue to study, try to understand. Um, you know, I, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but I think we are seeing more and more outbreaks uh, of uh, new pathogens in other countries that could come here again. And uh, certainly we want to be better prepared next time to uh, deal with a pandemic situation. Dr. Sonia Rasmussen is a professor of pediatrics and epidemiology at the University of Florida College of Medicine. Did You Wash Your Hands is a production of 90.1 WABE Atlanta, where ATL meets NPR. WABE's managing editor is Alex Helmick. Scott Wolfel is chief content officer. You can reach us at washyourhands at wabe.org. You can find all our episodes in your favorite podcast app. That's also where you can leave us a rating and a review. That really helps other people find the show. And you can find more stories on the coronavirus pandemic at wabe.org slash coronavirus. If you haven't recently, now might be a good time to go wash your hands. I'm Sam Whitehead. Thanks for listening. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. The world is full of mysteries. Are ghosts real? Is that yogurt expired? Hey, the unknown can be scary. But when you donate to WABE, you know where your money is going. Your gift supports the journalism that keeps you informed and the programs that pull back the curtain on complicated stories. Help us make the world less mysterious. Become a member now. Go online to wabe.org slash donate. And thanks.